Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to GQ, a wrestling podcast. This is week 25. This podcast in episodes is a quarter century old. How? I don't know. It's weird. Um, so last week we introduced a new format. Uh, we've decided that we're going to stick with said format. We, uh, we each have a thing or two to kind of spring on the other one and be like, hey, what do do? So, uh, <clears throat> there's that. Um, it is, as of right now, it is Thursday, November 9th. Uh, it is Veterans Day this weekend, so I would just like to say thank you uh, for myself and my broadcast colleague here uh, to all of the service men and women past, previous, and future. Uh, we thank you for your service. And that being said, we're going to get this going, and here we go welcome back everybody to another gq wrestling podcast hey garrett what's up we made it uh we made it through another week of life yeah we did it i think did we maybe kind of it's been an eventful week personally with my kids with both of them getting sick with the 24-hour stomach bug One got lice. I had to clean up the whole entire house and disinfect, and then I ended up getting sick. And I'm alive. But you didn't die. But I didn't die. This time. This time. Give it time. Give it time. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. Just, Um... yeah. Just, yeah. It's been a really weird week. Like, really? Yeah. Just with work and I feel like I'm constantly babysitting a 20 year old. So you, that's cool. You too? Yeah. Oh, great. That's a lot of fun. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's really not. Why not? I shouldn't have to explain to someone who's been in the department for two and a half months how to do their job. Wait a second. Are you sure? I am 100% positive. Oh, well, good for you. No. (laughs) Not good for me. Uh, Because it makes me... You you want to punch people in the face. A grumpy prick. I thought you were already a grumpy prick. More of a grumpy prick? Yes. Oh. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well... With that being said, we won't like we won't dilly dally into this a little bit more. Hey, it's November. It's November. You know, you know what happens in November? Uh, no shaving or no nutting, depending on who you talk to. The Survivor Series. Oh, that that doesn't mean anything. So that doesn't mean anything. I just want to uh, put this out there. Um, we are twenty five years removed. From one of the most pivotal moments in professional wrestling history. 25 years. Okay. Go ahead. The Montreal Screwjob. Wow. Which. Time time sucks. Which 
everyone says, oh no, it was a, it was a, it was a work. It was a shoot. It was a, bleh. so, they wouldn't have um, I've been, <clears throat> I've been listening to, because, uh, the, the episodes of the pods that I listen to during the week are kind of center around this 25 year anniversary of, you know, the whole Brett screwed Brett. Yeah. Him standing up and air signing WCW. So, um, they, they, in, in one of the pods, they played the interview between Jim Ross and Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Oh, the infamous one backstage? Um, where, you know, the whole Brett screwed Brett thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and how basically in, in the wrestling business, and I think, I think you know this as well. If you are leaving, yeah, which at that point in the nineties, yeah, Brett was Brett was leaving. Everybody knew. Everybody knew he was going to leave. He was the heavyweight champion. Yep, and he was leaving. Yep, and he should have done the job for Sean willingly. Yeah, done the job for Sean, but because of you know his own inner inner turmoil, I wanted to be the title holder. They, they were in Montreal. Of course, and you're at home. Bret Hart looks at himself as a as a champion, as a Canadian hero. Of course, quote unquote. Totally understand. So, I'm going to pose this question to you. Oh please. In that situation. So okay, let me let me back up just a little bit. I think so, I know where you're going. So with this, my go my, my understanding <clears throat> is the original plan mm-hmm. was to have Brett go over yeah. that night mm-hmm. and lose it at a house show yeah. or on Raw or lose whatever. it on Raw more than likely. Um, to you know obviously to Sean still, but it wasn't going to be in Montreal. It was supposed to be in fucking Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yeah, some, or somewhere some somewhere stupid outside of the podunk world. little town. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, so. At the last minute, Vince was like, hey. A little backside meeting. Yeah. Hey, we're going <laughs> to. Hey, pal. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna take the belt off him, but we're not going to tell him. So him, Sean, and oh, girl. Earl. Go, Earl. So Brett was pissed. He wasn't going to do the job, and he got jobbed instead. Got jobbed. Got jobbed. Instead of doing the job like he should have. Um, so that being said, in that situation, if you are Bret Hart, do, would you Mm. knowing, knowing that you are leaving and you've got this fat ass contract waiting for you in Atlanta, the guaranteed money, yeah, for 3 million a year, Mm -hmm. which for for the nineties, that's a lot of money, huge money. Would you have done the job? See, now that's a hard thing is that, you know, if you have an ego, which if you think of Brett, yes, he had a, he still does. He has a massive ego. So, of course, when you're going to your hometown, you want to believe that you're going to be the guy that saves the town with being the champion and yada, yada, yada. But, yes, you also have to take the human side of it that you're literally going to be leaving. So the honorable thing to do, which – being me, because if you know me well enough, if I know I'm leaving the company, I'm going to leave it on a good note. 
That's just who I am. So what I would do is I would not I would not do finger poke a doom, but I would do a the hell of a match, make it one of the best matches of all time you've ever seen, and lose gracefully. Take the sweet chin music to the face, or even I, hell, it's like how he even was going to beat Brett with the Brett screwing Brett. Take take the sharpshooter, lose to the sharpshooter. By all means, because we have seen, like, let's just put it for example more, like when Sean and Rick, when Rick was having his last match, did Rick win? No. Knowing Rick was going to retire, Sean retired him, did his thing, hugged him, walked out of the ring. What they, what could have happened if you have no ego, lose to Sean, Sean leaves the ring, even though at that time Sean was coked out of his mind and didn't really care about any other person besides Sean. But if if it was done correctly, let Sean leave, have Brett have his moment with the Montreal fans. I, I love you guys so very much. Walk out right in the sunset, go down to Atlanta, take your money and go. Now, that's me though. I'm not the one that's going to go Brett screwed Brett and no, I'm going to win this title and hold it on. Now, we see how the turn the, the tides turned with that whole entire thing because then we never saw Brett in WWE for what 20 years it was 2006 7 was it 8 7 or 8 because i know it was the re- it was the year that the nexus was a big. thing and then DX came back and they're on their second re- well DX came back in 06 but still it was DX's new thing and he was still wearing the DX gear when Brett came back because it was in it was in Montreal when they did the thing again. Right. But, no, that's a good pose of a question. Now. Well, no, and so, <clears throat> obviously, if, if you're listening and you've been, you know, you've been watching wrestling for any span of time. Right. And you've seen Bret Hart at all. <laughs> you know that Bret Hart is... In, in his core, he is a wrestling purist and traditionalist. And growing up the way that he did, yeah, you know, with his dad running, you know, had his own promotion in Canada. He yeah. Stampede Pro Wrestling. Yeah, the Heart Foundation. Um, thing there, you yeah. know, with the, with the dungeon and all that stuff. And then going out and learning and doing wrestling yeah. for all these te- all the territories, all territories up in canada yeah. if you are leaving a territory do the damn job well, it, it, if you're leaving a company do the damn job it sounds like so let's just do a comparison to what just happened recently and and even in AEW to wwe uh and i know you don't like her name but let's just put it this way: Jade Cargill, <laughs> Jade Cargill just did this. She did. She definitely just did this. Remember, she lost her. She lost the title to, and you know, yeah, she put Chris Statlander. She, she lost her title. Was gone for months. I would say at least three months. Gone yeah. out of the blue. But her contract was coming up. She came back, fulfilled her final week of her contract with Statlander. Statlander went over. Jade walked out. Ta-da. Then Jade signs the deal with WWE. She did the honorable thing. She is getting the money. She's getting the guaranteed money from WWE. It is a guaranteed contract with hers. And did the right thing. Well, and even, you know, going back the other way, uh, Adam Copeland. Mm Mm-hmm. 
he yep. he was leaving and he put Sheamus over. Yeah, very much so. Uh, I mean, it, and and this goes this goes. You could you could find yeah you can go back a thousand yeah of a thousand different examples, but I mean even even Cody mm, yeah. Cody's deal was up. He knew, but we also are very bitter with that Cody thing because you start Surrender! you start something, you finish it. Don't leave in the middle of it. Now, will I say it's gotten? Your daddy would be disgusted. Oh boy, would he not like it at all? Now, going in the same vein with Survivor Series. Fun fact: If you don't know Garrett, this is his favorite pay per view. He absolutely has unequivocally loved Survivor Series. And for the last however many years we've known each other, we have talked about Survivor Series and have said that this is his favorite thing. But in recent years, they changed up the format like of Survivor. the last 20 years. They changed up the format more Dumb. and more and more to, in the last, well, I believe in the last three years, they have now done war games instead of the traditional Five on five Survivor Series match. Has it been? It's been three, three years. Because oh, including this year. Including this year. So I posed the question the other day to Garrett when they officially announced it at Crown Jewel that they were going to do Survivor Series War Games again. Garrett, do you like that they have strayed away from the fact of doing the traditional five on five Survivor Series one by one by one by one by one? Knock them out, winner take all. Uh, okay, so I that was the thing about Survivor Series that piqued my interest from the very beginning. I don't get me wrong; I still love Survivor Series. It is still one of my favorite pay per views, strictly because every year we still get one traditional five on five, four on four, whatever. Survivor Series match, but I feel like with um with uh um with with the addition of war games, I think we're only going to see a raw war games match because it. When they when they did the oh you want to play games oh you want to play games well how about war games and let me tell you something right now Adam Pierce's war face is <laughs> awesome <laughs> now it doesn't beat it can never ever ever beat that British man saying war games can't blood and guts no, whatever oh stop um, that you <laughs> ew. But no, um, so what I realistically what I would like to see is I would like to see the Monday Night side Monday Night Raw side do the war games match, and then I would also like to see a traditional five on five from SmackDown. So and that poses the question because we got to see it this past Monday. We know who a War Games is gonna look like with the with four with, four with, out of the five members of each team being revealed so we have jay uso mm -hmm. okay hang up go back main event jay, jay there, there you go sammy Zayn. yep cody uh cody 
and Seth. Seth. So there's four on the one versus side versus judgment the day. Judgment Day, which is and well, you got to also priest, add that other guy, Priest, Balor, McDonough, Mysterio. I don't like that they've added McDonough. Yeah, that's just my thing. But so there's and so obviously if you look at the uh, the little uh, graphic mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. War Games. There's still shadowy figure uh-huh. on both sides. Which poses the question. I have at least one theory for the Judgment uh, Day side. Austin theory? No. Oh. No, no. Like an actual theory. Not a fly-by-night wishes he was... <laughs> anyway, so for the, for the Judgment Day side of things, I think... And we've actually been talking about this for a few weeks now. We get a heel turn. From? And Drew McIntyre aligns mm. himself with the Judgment Day well, for one match only. Well, they have been hinting in backstage segments the one female member of Judgment Day poking and prodding and with his recent loss to Seth at Crown Jewel. Right. Maybe he finally gets the Scottish psychopath. So then that begs the question. Who goes to the good guy side? Who goes to the face side? Yeah. I that's I don't do you even have an answer? I don't. See, that's my thing. I look at everybody on that roster. I don't see somebody that would even fit in the meshing that's on Raw, not on SmackDown. Raw people only. So I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think here like uh, nope got it Akira Dazawa <laughs> don't tempt me <laughs> so okay so McDonough's been feuding with Sammy yep Priest and Balor have been feuding with Cody and Man Jay Jay mm-hmm. and then Damien's wanted Seth Seth and Dom are kind of the outliers. But say, but Death, D- Damien and Seth have been battling each other. He's been trying to cash in on Seth for so many times. It never has worked. Right. And then you add in Drew McIntyre, so you have to have, honestly, Braun Strowman comes back from his neck fusion. Whew. Super early. I was just saying, like, <laughs> wow, my man, um, that's, that's, that's well, a miracle. I'm, I'm trying to think of someone who's a baby face that represent uh, that is a representation of the bigger more of a bruiser type and I, I can't come up with any i mean unless they're gonna you know unless they're gonna bring up like von wagner which if from you, if you watched NXT. nxt yeah i could see it too when i'm looking at the raw roster i'm I, there's not a whole lot of right, of like the big Ah, uh, you said big i know who it's gonna be now <laughs> it's gonna be big bronson reed <laughs> this motherfucker is trying to piss me off right now uh, oh and it, it's not working you know it could be uh no it can't be it can't be that one because miz is facing gunter for the intercontinental so it can't be either and one of those two gunter's heel Yes, but it can't be either one of those two. Uh, it's not going to be. Well, you have Ricochet's been battling with other people, so it's not going to be Ricochet, right? 
I, I I'm literally going through this I whole mean, entire roster. Unless unless they hire somebody out. So, or somebody comes back from injury. Who else is back? Who else is on injury that would come back? Well, there's a certain person. I mean, granted, he's from the blue brand. Okay. But he could come back theoretically from injury and side with the good guys. Uh, Seamus. See, I thought about that too because of of his whole thing with uh, McIntyre. Now, this also opens up the door for the conspiracy theorists out there. As we have it's all... It's not gonna be CM Punk. Don't think it. Don't say it. Don't breathe life into that out into the universe. Okay, so that was his opinion. I will tell yeah, you... Yeah, and it's right. I will tell you mine now. My opinion, in my opinion, <laughs> is the right opinion. Then I'll tell you my opinion. And it's so wrong. In six, shut up. In six, six days prior... Two Survivor Series, there is a MMA thing in Chicago that he is slated to be at. So he will be back. Don't you put your hand down at me. Once we get video, this is going to be a lot of fun. I could point at you. Uh, he is going to be in Chicago, back at home for this convention. He never left! Ha 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 ha. He still travels with that MMA couple. He lives there! Ha 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 ha. He's still going to be there. Mind you possibly that they make the fifth opponent a mystery opponent and so, they don't know until which would make which but but then but then here so you're gonna, no, no, you're, no, gonna no, put, no, you're gonna put phil and seth well, on the same team and that's what i was gonna say then that would make it an interesting dynamic that'd that, be real stupid have you seen WWE? or or we we do we do the flip side we put McIntyre on the, the good face, on face side, on and then face you put team. CM Punk over, and then on. you put CM Trouser Stain on uh, the other side. I'm just saying, I have a feeling what they're going to end up doing is there's going to be a GM involvement that they're saying, "Hey, we have your fifth man. He's not going to be here, but he'll be here this night." I can see it, and it's going to be kind of like the the raw anonymous general manager all over again that you're going to find out something down the line of when he shows up at the time. Kind of makes me want to throw up. That always anything gets you acid reflux like that. But remember, like the one time that they had a, a, an anonymous person come for war games was when it was still in NXT when Kevin Owens showed up. <clears throat> Kevin Owens is good. You like Kevin Owens. One night only, Kevin Owens on that team. On NXT. Correct. No, on the Raw team. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I know. But, but survivors, but again, there's a lot of things that can happen in two weeks before Survivor Series starts. Just saying. Just saying. But gross. While we're still in the mindset of technically premium events so things. So now but so we have to we have to put a put a hypothesis. A hypotenuse? Hypothesis. It's oh. not a triangle. I, um <laughs> God. So <laughs> I'm an idiot. That was funny. So we have. To, I, I, I want to put this. I want to put this out there. Oh my god! So for the SmackDown five on five, right? So you have the Bloodline. Obviously, they will be involved. It'll be Roman, Solo, and uh, Jimmy. One night only. Paul Heyman gets to wrestle. Mm, nope. It'll be <laughs> the Bloodline and uh, A Town Down Under. A Town Down Under. Okay, so it's your five against KO. 
K. Uh, LA Knight. Uh, LA Knight. Who's been feuding with A Town Down Under? Because they've had tag team matches lately, and I can't for some odd reason think of who they've been facing. Hold on, let me let me let me pull up the SmackDown roster. Yeah, you do that. Uh, it, yeah, I it literally because I've seen all their matches lately. Austin's been losing every single match because he sucks. What's he said? Ooh. <laughs> AJ Styles comes back. What with uh, with his brethren? No. Which, by the way, worst signing of WWE ever again because they never use them. Just saying. Or, or hear me out here. You're not a seal. We get the uh, so we get the Bloodline and A Town Down Under against the new. Hurt business. Mm. Bobby, Montez, Bobby, Montez and, and Angelo. So three. And then LA and. And then we throw LA Knight and Kevin Owens, or we throw LA Knight and Rey Mysterio, or. I mean. That'll that'll be the one that's harder to. I, I think it. I think at Survivor Series it's going to be a rematch for the U.S. title anyway. For Logan versus Ray. So good. So Logan. Can Logan. Will, no, Logan will retain. Gross. He needs to go away. <laughs> well, from the we'll, we'll end this first segment with the last premium live event real quick uh, of what happened. Kind of a little bit of a recap with that because oh, the, you mean the as you said last week. Pay-per-view? That's uh, a premium live event. But you said pay-per-view. I you s- called it a pay-per-view. At, at you the very last called se- it a pay-per-view! We all make mistakes. I listened, I listened to it back. You said pay-per-view. On the very last second of the last thing you said. I said premium live event. Five it was in like times. the last 20 minutes. I said it once. One time. Sue me. Please pay-per-view. Don't, please don't sue me. Uh, pay-per-view. Sure, whatever. You want to call it whatever you want to call it. Uh, what did you think of the Seth versus Drew title fight? It didn't end the way that it should have. We thought it should have ended with Drew winning. Right. And here's the thing also, that they were hinting at using Drew's old theme song and they didn't. They hinted at it for weeks. They were going to use his old theme song. And they didn't. The lackluster of his sword thing. It felt really sad. It looked depressing. Everything about his entrance was not Drew McIntyre. He needs to ditch the sword. Like throw it in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Like double hand. Like like a like a. Like a like an overhead pass from out of bounds in basketball. <laughs> it's just yeah! <laughs> it's just spitting in a fire at a fiery rate, and a poor small child's gonna get decapitated from it. I'm not seeing the downside. <laughs> I thought, interestingly, I really thought that they should have give Drew the the belt, but I also I did predict that there would be a cash in attempt, and I was right. That they were going to do a cash-in attempt. 
but no one thought or saw that Sammy was going to come out of the crowd and throw Damien's head into a pole. Come out of the crowd looking like a unibomber. He did straight. And that is the wrong place to like, do that. He did that in the wrong place. Wrong Stop place it, Saudi Arabia. But, but my thing is, though, is that bad writing on WWE to throw in a non-storyline storyline out there? Yeah. Because, in my opinion, let it happen. You just, and they just came out with the, the number today. That Saudi Arabia paid WWE fifty million dollars to yep. do that event. Yep, they netted fifty million dollars on top of sales, accessories, purchases, on, on top of tickets, merch, hot dogs, anything, ice cream bars. Water. Yeah, fifty extra million dollars to go to this country and do it. And you're telling me that you can't just stick with the script? No. You got to add something different, something that was not even applicable to the storyline that was written currently. Yeah. That kind of smells like there was a Vincent McMahon involved, but he's not involved with anything anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the hell's going on. Damn it, Pritchard, knock it off. Seriously. Uh, What a joke of the women's title match. We called that Ripley. Dear God, did we call that. Solo Sokoa beat the ever-loving Killjoy out of John Cena. Dude, he Samoan spiked the soul out of John Cena. It's just... And then with John posting this past week, that's all, folks. Nate, I think we still get one more match out of him. Maybe. Ghost to... Ghost to... We have a new United States champion. Joke. Uh, also, you do have to say this, he though. Saved he saved Raymond's life. from breaking his neck. Yes, he saved his life. Dude, I can you imagine? He was maybe two inches away from breaking his own neck. So I will say, Ray Mysterio, uh, count your blessings to Logan Paul for not letting you die. Yes. Uh, EO Sky, Bianca Belair. We got Kyrie Sane back. Hey, I told you Bianca wasn't going to win that match. Yeah, see? Yeah, you're right. But Kyrie Sane came back. I love that. I like her new look, too. I do, too. With, it's got the, the, with the emo, long hair. Gives me New Japan vibes. She's doing the uh, she's doing the uh, the K-pop yeah. vibe. Give me all that Japan stuff. Yeah. Cody defeating Damien. Not surprised. And as we said before, LA Knight not beating Roman Reigns. Also not surprised. But again, with also buffoonery. Yes. Haberdashery of some sorts. Shenanigans. It was a. I, I thought it was decent. Pay per view was fine. Not too woohoo, but also, again, two in the afternoon. Stupid. Stop doing it. Yep. My opinion. We'll be right back after this little break. Welcome back from our little pee break because, good lord, urination is real. Yavor, I will tweet. By the way, speaking of Yavor, speaking of wrestlers who have come back, did you like seeing Gene Snitsky on Monday Night Raw this past week? It was weird. With his man-sized ponytail coming out of his face? It was weird. <laughs> that was weird. Dude. Like, I, of all the people that you see backstage, I get it. There's random people backstage all the time. But I just recently saw Gene Snitsky in a random promotion 
overseas mm-hmm. in Ireland. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he shows back up randomly on Monday right Monday night raw to say one of the creepiest phrases he used to say all the time back in the day. It wasn't my fault. Oh, that just gives me old Lita vibes with his skinhead hair and him punting the fake baby into the crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then also, you know, the randomness of when we saw Vladimir Kozlov in uh, uh, Impact. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of other promotions, we said either last week or two weeks, two weeks ago that we were really excited to see nwa get a tv deal with the cw network we're like wow okay more wrestling on television more people getting tv deals and then in a massive turn of events james mitchell for the win idiot (laughs) are you talking about you're talking about the video i sent you yes okay so they had a pay-per-view uh last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, is right after they signed their well, not even signed their deal. It was it was out in the air that they were going to do the deal. Um, they had a pay per view event that, in the middle of their pay per view, they're looking at the announced team. Now I don't know the announcers' names. Well, I don't. They, they wanted to. They were. And now we're going to get a word from Father James Mitchell in the crowd. So you have Father James Mitchell sitting at a high top table in the crowd with five other. I don't know if it was athletes or if it was people from the crowd. I, it looked what. like a mixture of both. But they were doing lines of cocaine on the table on pay-per-view. I mean... In front of a crowd. Now, obviously, it's it not lines of cocaine. I guarantee you it's not lines of cocaine. But the the thought in relevancy in their brain, who is retarded enough to say, you know what? Sounds like a great idea. Put that on television. That makes no sense whatsoever. Maybe I'm wrong. Am I wrong? <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's pay per view. It's edgy. It's real. Ooh, lines of coke. Well, guess what? The NWA lost out on their deal now, and now on the CW network, we're gonna see NXT, which is weird because. You know, they, they've they been talking about, you know, the competing between NXT and Dynamite. And NXT being on the CW, their viewership is going to plummet. See, that's what I thought, because you're going from cable television you are to going from basic a, television. You are going from a top five cable Yeah, USA network. USA network. To a maybe top 50 network that's probably outside the top 30. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't make, make it make sense. Why would you, it, it, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. It's been one week since you looked at me. Literally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, literally, it was a 
it was a massive swerve, but I think what they ended up doing because of the CW deal Ooh, is that is that they literally said they had a, they had wrestling on their network and they went, oh shit, we have to fill this wrestling spot that we've already promoted that we're going to get wrestling on television. I mean, what is open for a deal? And technically, yeah, NXT's rights were still open for a deal, and because they're not exclusive to the USA Network, they're going to go to anywhere else. But here's here's the other thing though too, SmackDown used to be on UPN. Very much so. Which some people may or may not know, UPN became the CW. Yes. So. It, it, it's familiar territory. It right. is definitely, like, it's there and it's open. But also, NWA, come on. You had it in the bag. Yeah, come on, Billy. What like, the hell, man? You, you... Think about that. That was going to escalate your promotion to what was already dead. Let's make it a little bit more alive. Let's get some, you know, let's get some resuscitation in there. Let's do some, you know, some chest compressions. Maybe shock it back to life a little bit. And now you're going to go, nah, Coke killed him. Going back to YouTube. Eh, well, you know what? Stupid. It's, you it's know a- what? Try to get on Spike. <laughs> wait a second. What was that relative? Oh, wait, that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, that's right. Uh, so then I propose this, you know, because we're trying to change this up a little bit more. This past weekend, there was a premium live event. Uh, we all saw it hey, at premium. two in the afternoon. Shut up. It was two in the afternoon. And one in the afternoon. It was two in the afternoon when I saw this. Pay-per-view. Tweet. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, there is a global phenomenon of an athlete. Yes, global. Oh. Uh, he, uh, I am a very big fan of his, and Garrett oh, was Bill Ocean Spray. <laughs> yes, that guy. So Will Osprey, uh, he is a global phenomenon, not a American phenomenon, not something an American promotion I phenomenon. I don't know if I would say phenomenon. I would say he's I a would phenomenon. say global attraction. I'd say phenomenon. Because phenomenon is a tsunami or a hurricane, no, that's, or an earthquake, no, that's big, or a typhoon, no, that's big Bronson or a tugboat. Reed. That's big Bronson Reed. You missed where I was going. Oh, I got where you were going with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but <sighs> Will Osprey, his deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling Bill is Ocean is Spray. coming up uh, to being done, and he has to choose. Just like his brethren that was in New Japan, Jay White had to choose recently on where to go to his next destination in his road of wrestling. Yeah. So Jay White, he you know he had every deal on the table. He had AAA. He had R. He had well, actually it was Impact, WWE, AEW. Uh-huh. Had all the deals on the table for Jay White, and WWE had a really really good deal for him did they they did they did have a good deal are we sure 100 percent. uh the thing is is the reason why he didn't go with wwe was because of the merger get lost in the shuffle and get lost in the shuffle with the merger and not be what he was in new japan so then he chose to stay with the company that has ties with new japan and stay and go with aew and i think right now it's paying out 
It's doing exactly what he thought it was going to do. Did he sign? He signed with AEW. He has not been on any other promotion since he signed with AEW. Jay White. Oh, Jay White. So what I propose is I this. thought you were still talking about Bill. So no, what I'm saying is his thing was just like how Jay White went through. So now with Will, his contract coming up, Will is open to fair game with multitudes of companies out there. And this past weekend, during the premium live event in Saudi Arabia, Seth's match evidently intrigued him enough to go on the social media universe, on the Twitter, aka the X, and tweeted out a pair of on-looking eyeballs after Seth won his match against Drew McIntyre. If you're familiar with cartoons, these eyeballs look at, look like the ones that came out of the wolf's head hmm. what, when he saw Jessica Rabbit mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Reframe Drive. It's like, ooh. The, like the bug eyes. Yeah, like, mmm. And <laughs> the world freaked out because that is a New Japan talent publicly commenting on WWE and noticing that they're watching the brand on the outside. And after the night was over, Seth Rollins tweeted right back at him and said, the water is warm. So, Mr. Galvin. But it's not hot. It's, it's not just hot. Warm. It's just warm. Somebody, so Mr. somebody peed in the pool. Ooh. Mm, good times. So then I proposed the, uh, the analysis of you. Do you believe in that? Miracles? Yes. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> Do you believe... Mr. Will Ospreay would leave the New Japan and go to the World Wrestling Entertainment. So here's the thing. I wholeheartedly feel like Will Ospreay enjoys the work schedule that he has right now with New Japan. And what is his work schedule? Because New Japan, they don't do... A weekly show. They do not. They don't do live events. No. They do big shows. Once they, a month. They do one show a month. And those who are under contract with New Japan Professional Wrestling, 29 days out of the month, they are free to go Wherever they want. If they want to go to Impact and collect a paycheck, they can go to Impact and collect a paycheck. They want to show their ugly face on All Elite Wrestling, they can do that too. If they want to come to Des Moines, Iowa and go to a Wrestling Revolver show Mm -hmm. and make 50 bucks, (laughs) they can. They can. So, now on the flip side of that, you go to WWE. Yeah. WWE athletes are on the road 320 days a year. You're either doing live shows on Raw Monday nights or you're doing live events three... Tuesdays and Thursdays. Three-ish... Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Days a week. Or, you know, you go to SmackDown, you're Friday, Monday, or fr- Friday, Sunday. Wednesday, and 
Sunday. Mm -hmm. So that to me um, is not a is not a is not the is not the workload or work schedule that I believe that Will Osprey is looking for. Not to mention he works one day a month for the company that he is contracted to and makes bank. Yeah. New Japan has made that man a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. And brought him a lot of exposure. Right. Now, <clears throat> if he were to sign with All Elite, it, their work schedule isn't even as grueling as WWE. I think they're on the road maybe like I think I think I think it was like two hundred and thirty some days a year. Yeah, give or take. You know, you've got a hundred ish, hundred plus days that you're not on the road, so you can go home. You can have a life. And hey, if you don't want to go home because you don't have a life, mm-hmm. you can go and you can go back to Japan. Yeah, and have a match with New Japan or Noah or go to. Des Moines and have a match at Wrestling Revolver, whatever you want to do. WWE is the only company on the planet that requires exclusivity in their contracts. So I think going to WWE kills Will Ospreay. As we know it. So, that's what I believe in. That's what I thoroughly believe in as well, because that stems to my next question. Does WWE's exclusivity hurt them in the long run? hundred percent. We talked about it last week. You can't, you leave, you leave WWE and go to, you know, if, and just, you know, you go to just, let's just for all intents and purposes, you go to new Japan. Okay. Oh, where were you at before? Oh, I, I was in WWE. Well, what did you accomplish there? Oh, I beat Seth Rollins and The Miz. Okay, cool. Um, we're not going to give you a contract because you, haven't, you, you pro- haven't... You haven't proven anything. You haven't done anything. Now, let's just say... <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think of... Homegrown AEW talent, Darby Allen. Darby, let's let's just throw that out. Yeah, there. why not? Or Maxwell, MJF. Let's go Maxwell. So when if if Max leaves, like we talked about last week, he mm. has a laundry list mm. of big mm. names mm-hmm. that he has beat. Very much so. Kenny, Moxley, Hangman, Okada. That's just it. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and, Abushi, you also have and, oh, God, Pitbull, Stone Pitbull. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 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 Tomohiroishi. But you have, he, has, he has this laundry list of who's who mm-hmm. international stars. Yeah. From New Japan and Noah AAA. and AAA. And CMLL, mm-hmm. and he's beaten some guys that have come from WWE. Mm-hmm. So that that makes you more marketable to other companies that want to write you a fat ass paycheck. 
Well, so then that brings me hardship for some of the guys who've, who've left New Japan to come over <clears> to <throat> WWE. Just for example alone, Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, when Shinsuke signed with WWE, the, the people of WWE had no clue who he was. Think I mean, about it. Nobody, nobody that has only specifically watched WWE had a clue. Now, the only reason who Shin was, the only reason Paul knew who he was is because he surrounded himself with people who worked outside of WWE, saw the talents over in New Japan, went and visited him in Japan to do some of the talking points to sell him to come over. I think the only other reason that uh, Shinsuke is there is other friends. That, that... fat-ass paycheck. Exactly. So when... Uh... But, you, but you also have to think, though, too. Um, so currently in WWE, there are three... Io, Kyrie. We have four Japanese superstars. We have Shin, Io, Kyrie, Kyrie, Asuka. Okay, so five. Awesome. And Tozawa. Yeah. Five. That's it. Just Japanese. Or just <clears throat> of that descent. Yes, of course. They are in so to use their native fra or native word, yeah. they are Gaijin here. Yes, very much so. They are outsiders, essentially. Not Hall and Nash, but outsiders. Ah! Um so now if I'd also throw AJ Styles into there too, even though he is American. If Shinsuke Nakamura were to leave WWE. Would it be smart to go to AEW? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Would he ever do it? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know that he's happy. I don't know if that he's not happy. He never shows that he's not. Oh, he not speak English. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's hard because, like, it... Shinsuke went from New Japan to WWE. Very much so. Collecting fat paychecks, both sides. Yeah. Not saying that if he went to All Elite, he wouldn't be collecting a fat paycheck there too, because we all know... That man loves to sign some fat paychecks. Bottomless fucking pockets. Um, well, when you've got money coming out. So it, it, it just... It, it would make more sense. I mean, yes. More than likely, he's going to go back to New Japan. Eventually. If, if he leaves. If he ha well, yeah. But he also could stay here. And go to Impact. He could. I mean, honestly, he could. But I mean it that would that would just be one I think him transitioning to All Elite now would be I think more beneficial because that allows him to be under contract with AEW. And still have a working relationship with New Japan, the people that he's worked with in the past there. Hmm. And you know, hey, if you wanna, you know what, if you wanna, if you wanna go back to Osaka yeah. and see your friends and your family and the people you haven't seen in seven hundred years because you've been here, go. And you know what? If you want to show up at a New Japan show and wrestle a match, kick Tomohiro Ishii in the head. I don't he care. You won't be able to feel it anyway. Ow. He ain't got no neck. It's just one. Neck. It's like a watch. It's like a. He looks like a, a human chicken nugget. He looks like 
pitbull. No, he looks. He, like, he looks honestly, like a he he looks like um, a human temple dog <laughs> from feudal Japan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, and you know, there there is international flair in WWE right now. I don't count Rey Mysterio. He's been whitewashed since he was like Nin- 16. 1983. <laughs> right. Uh, Dominic doesn't. I mean, he doesn't count. So we really have Santos Escobar, Zelina Vega, Joaquin Wild, and the other guy from the LWO that I can never remember his name. I literally I couldn't. And Carlito. Fair. Um, we don't. There's not. I don't know that there's any Hispanic wrestlers on Raw. Come to think of it. This is the pie. This is the part where we literally have to put question marks. We back. have we have the European contingency over there. Yeah. Oh no, they got priest. He's Puerto Rican. That doesn't count. He's Hispanic. He's Puerto. I Re- said Hispanic. Okay. Well, then Carlito doesn't count either. He's he's Caribbean. He's from Puerto Rico. Is he actually is he actually Puerto Rico? And Zelina Vega doesn't count either because guess what? She from Puerto Rico too. Well, yeah, if you ask anybody of Hispanic descent, you know, there's, there's different variations. Right. They get kind oh, of Oh, hey, upset. where are you from? You from Mexico? Are you from there, I say? No, Puerto Rico. Same thing. No one ain't. <laughs> right. Well, and it depends on where you're from, too. If you live in New York, <laughs> you're Puerto Rican. Woo. If you're in Texas, you're Mexican. Mexican. 100%. If you're in Florida, you're Cuban. If you're in California, more than likely... You're Costa Rican. I was like, it depends. But if you're, if you're, or Mexico. I was like, if you're Southern California, you're definitely Mexican. Here, right? <laughs> we don't know. I don't know how you got here. It's just, I don't know how you got here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think if you could redo a career, so let's just put it this way: be Shinsuke. I don't want to be Shinsuke. Be AJ Styles then. Mm-hmm. You're AJ Styles. I wouldn't honestly. I wouldn't change a thing. You would not change anything about AJ's career. Nope. So you're telling me where he started out. Yep. And doing everything that he did with TNA and Impact. Yep. And then leaving. Yep. And going to New Japan. Yep. Doing all the stuff that he did. And then doing and he goes, I've conquered it all. I'll go over to WWE and do it there. Yep. You would never redo it. Nope. I wouldn't change a thing. Really? Nope. Fine. I'll do you another one. Adam Copeland. Who? Adam Copeland. You think you know him. Redo his career. He should have stayed retired. Re- I was like, redo after, his career. After he... With his neck. Better, with his yeah, neck. with his neck thing. And that's that's about it. That's about the only thing that I would I would redo. Okay, then hear, then hear me then. You're going to do your career. My right? career. So you're going to do your career. Me personally. You personally. So you're... You've gone through territories, so you've you've done the territory thing. You've you've made a name for yourself. There's territories. You just think about this. If you're going back to the old school mentality, are we talking independence? Yes, independence. So you've done your independent run. You're you've you're you've made your name well known in independence. You've attracted the attention of the big four, quote unquote. You have the AEW, New Japan, AAA, or WWE. You have your road to your start of your career. Where do you begin? Because you're from America. You're not from overseas. You're from here. You're from Iowa. You made it with Iowa. Wait a minute. I'm from here? I know. Crazy. 
So you start here. Where do you go? Because all you've seen in, in the world of people, most likely, the way you've seen is that you've only ever seen WWE. You. I know. Gross. But you've heard of things in WWE. You've well, heard of I, things in Japan. I, I mean, I grew up watching WCW and WWE. So, so where do you go? What do you do? So I have. Are we are we talking like college commitment style signing? I got four contracts. You in are front not. Of me. Yes. So you have like the hats in front <clears> of you. <throat> They've all given you a deal. It's all guaranteed. You get to wrestle here, 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 and here. You get to sign. Go. I'm going to New Japan. Now, that's interesting. Why? Well, this is the reasoning behind that is the same reason that I gave with Will Ospreay. Okay. Because yeah, you're gonna you're you're under you're under a pretty lucrative contract with New Japan, but your dates are limited okay. yearly. Your yearly dates are limited. Yeah. So in that aspect, okay, you know, I'll go I'll go wrestle the Tokyo Dome once a month, whatever, or little piss yeah. ass arenas that they run monthly, whatever. Yeah. I can do that once a month, make bank. <laughs> uh but in the meantime, I can be here. And I can wrestle for Revolver, mm-hmm. or I can wrestle for I go make make an appearance on Impact, mm-hmm. or whatever. And you know, you do like first five years of my quote unquote professional career with New Japan. So you'd start off with New Japan, and I'm gonna bank it all. Would you stay with New Japan your whole career? No. Would you sign with like an AEW I would or would come, you sign would, with WWE? I would come back here and honestly, I would probably work some type of negotiation with two different companies, actually. Okay. Signed, sign a like, like a dual contract with... Impact and AEW. CMLL. Ooh. And AEW. Why CMLL? So the the gentleman <clears throat> the gentleman that owns CMLL is incredibly wealthy. And do you know who that is? I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But he is an incredibly wealthy man. He knows what he's doing. Oh yeah, I mean he he sees he sees stars. He pays them. Right. So there's that. Work that five, six, seven years ish. So, so you're now in your late thirties. Yep. Okay. T- take a couple years off. Okay. Rehab your body. Get it to normal. Yep. Rehab my body. Get it to normal. Sign an exclusive contract again with AEW for a couple years. And then you know, I want that I want that Hall of Fame ring. So you want to go to WWE and retire. And retire with there and then say you finished your 
a glorious career spanning all the continents and and say i i essentially i I essentially would want to have like a 30-year career all-encompassing you know indies all that bullshit Mm -hmm. and finish i want my i want to have a big enough name that when i go to wwe i have name recognition and i'm instantly put at the position towards the top. Essentially, you would want like a Steam deal too. Basically. it's a good way of putting it. Yeah. What do you guys think? Please let us know. Because I definitely would like to hear that from anybody who thinks that there are people who are diehards about WWE and saying, we want the exclusivity. We want you here all the time. We want to be able to see you. But then there are also people out there that like me who watch AEW every week thinking, who am I going to see this week? Right. Because one week, we got to see Rainmaker just yeah. on the dynamite. Yeah. Just That's for, amazing. Having just, Okada just, hey, I'm here. Just for shits and giggies. Exactly. We'll be right back after this break. Anywho's it. Anywho's what's it. We're so, back in our final segment. So if you were gonna if you were gonna run your career path, just give me the give me the cliff notes. Where you where, where you start and where you go and why. So here's my thing, because we were we grew up watching wrestling different. Yes. I did not know of other things outside of WWE. Oh, you poor bitch. I didn't. I didn't know anything. I didn't watch WCW. I didn't. I only watched WWE. So I was always watching Friday Night SmackDown or Monday Night Raw. Um, or at the time, Wednesday Night SmackDown or Thursday Night SmackDown, whatever year it was. It changed so often. Um, and the occasional ring of honor. Yeah, like midnight. Uh on a random channel. Uh, anyways, um, I I would have, if I'm going back to when I first started watching wrestling, I would start with the WWE because that's all I knew. So I would start there and do my things there. But the thing is, back then, you would have started out in OVW and done your all your training in OVW because that's what you have to do with WWE. You can't just go straight to the main roster. So you go to the OVW, and then you learn, you take your path. See, I would want to have my first, I don't know, seven, eight years with WWE. You know, because you want to get your name kind of known with WWE, with people here, because you're on the road a lot. And, you know, you don't start your family. You just work. That's your career. That's how you are. Right when you first start, 18 to, I would say, till 25 years old. So at that point, you're at your peak physical conditioning. You know you're good. And... At that point, 25, I now started realizing that there's other promotions out there that I'm like, oh, word. I might want to go check out some other things. But at the time, there was no AEW. Right. So then my thought is, as an adult now, I have been going back and re-watching TNA Impact from 2006. Isn't it great? Holy crap, it's amazing. I did not realize how much fun it was. And my thought was that every person ran through TNA Impact. Everybody. And I wanted to do... I want to do an, an X match. I want to do one of those matches. The the ultimate X with uh-huh. the X of the ring? Nah. I, I would want to nah. do one. I'm out. I would so want to do I'm one. Out. Why? I'm all the way out. Why? Those matches are so dangerous. Dude. I know. 
the whole fucking... And then you fall off the line, break your neck, career over. Well, and there were no... Edge. No one, no one ever said I was smart. <laughs> but Daniel... I just can go down with people who have neck injuries. Kurt. Bobby. Bobby. Shereya. Uh, well, that wasn't her fault. Thanks, Mercedes Monet. Sasha Banks. Bitch. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. But I would want to go do my run in TNA Impact because at that point, you're finally starting to get realizing, oh, I want to see some more action out there. And then you go do your New Japan run. Getting some more exposure out there and start touring the world a little bit. By that point, you're in your late now you're in your mid thirties. Then you go back to WWE and retire. Yeah, exactly. Because AEW, I have to think if I'm starting my career the way I would want to do it. AEW didn't exist till five years ago, right? So I have to go that route. So if you think about it, if we go to New Japan at that time, yeah, Jericho's there. Yeah, he's about to start AEW. So you have you have them, the Bucks. You got Kenny. You got all those guys that are out there thinking about starting a promotion. I'm, yeah, so... I I'm, would want to do that route and go to AEW, maybe finish out this last little quote-unquote indie run, and then if I wanted to take, like you said in yours, take a couple years off and then come home to WWE and get that ring, finish off my career. Right. I've made it through the whole entire thing. I think in that round, I would love that. So... You you said that you have been watching old TNA. Yes. Anytime have, it comes up on my feed, I'll watch it. Have you seen any of the King of the Mountain stuff? Uh, it's come up every once in a while. Uh, nothing too crazy. I saw the other day um, craziest moments in TNA wrestling. And one was Angle doing the front flip off the stage, like in diving into abyss. Into abyss. So I have. So it is well documented. <laughs> my my love of Jeff Jarrett. Who? King of the Mountain. Who? The Last Outlaw. Who? Jeff Jarrett. Who? J A. Who? Double R. Who? E. Who? Double T. Anyway. Huh. Um, so is there an owl in here? Uh, TNA produced 50 greatest Jeff Jarrett matches. Shoot me now. It was, it's amazing. No, so, um, you and I see differently on Jeff Jarrett. One of the, one of the, the matches is the first ever King of the Mountain match. Is it like King of the Ring? No, okay. Continue. Completely different. I maybe I, because I've never seen the King of the Mountain match. Um, it it's I'll I'll bring it and you can you can watch it. Do you have it on DVD? Yeah. Huh, cool. Um, it's it's. By the way, children, a DVD. You put it into it's a box. A digital video disc. And you put it into a box, and then it scans it, and then it produces this thing onto a screen. But, uh, um, I I would say King of the Mountain is probably one of the most innovative matches. From TNA, but that's whatever. Right. Um, what were we going to talk about after you did your thing? So I've got it. Got it. So we have been saying that 
when you get to a point in your career that you start giving over people, you know, you're starting to realize, Hey, it's my end of my time. I want to be, I either, I get one last big push mm-hmm. or I start doing the over mm-hmm. in your opinion, who is at that point right now that should just finally give in and say, it's time. Uh, it's time to push over because there's a person in WWE right now that I think is getting their final big push before they have to start doing, doing the turn of the leaf. Is it the Miz? I didn't catch that. Could you try again? I didn't catch that. You should Could you say try that again. Is, is it the Miz? It is the Miz. So, in our, in our opinion, we have been saying there are people out there still in wrestling that need to start doing turn of the leaf stuff. It's time to recirculate the new talent, lose some matches, and go before you get your one last push. So, do you believe this is Miz's last run? I think so, yeah. Um... But do they squash him? I don't know if they'll squash him. I think that he's going to have some 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 dubs, some L's. But as far as it all goes, I think that this will be Miz's last like main spotlight run because he is getting older. Well, he's been doing it for 18 years. Right. So I think that'll be, um, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see what they actually do with The Miz to see if they allow him to, I guess, get over. I don't know if that's a good way to put it. Well, here's, here's where I, here's where I stand. So... If you watched, if people, uh, well, who, how do you call them? The humanoids? The humanoids! Humanoids. If you watched Monday Night Raw this past week, there was a fatal four-way match for the next uh, title shot for the Intercontinental title. There was a botch at the end of the match. The botch was is that uh, Ivar did a moonsault, landed on top of Ricochet, and I, for the sake of you not yelling at me, Bronson Reed... Try to do a dive. Tsunami. Onto, he did a tsunami, but missed the Miz, and Miz rolled him up, and Ivar was on top of Ricochet. The referee came up and started doing the double count. One, looked at both. Two, looked at both. And as he's about to go down for the third, Ricochet throws his arm up, and Bronson Reed didn't throw his arm up, and chaos ensued because then at that moment it was supposed to be Ivar and Miz were supposed to both win at the same time instead Miz wins the referee's face is trying to stop Samantha from screaming out the winner the Miz and she and he couldn't get it stopped in time so then Ivar goes off script and starts revolting and beating up everybody in the ring, rightfully so, because Ricochet messed up the pin. And now 
they have to do another week or two of Miz, which he can hold his own. We know he can. He's good on the mic. He taking care of himself. But now Miz has these has another opportunity to get a title shot because of a missed opportunity. So that has to further go on to his career and lineage. In the words of the all-knowing almighty... You're going to say it. I know Bruce Pritchard. I know you're going to say it. There's no such thing as botches. If it happened on live TV... Yeah, it was supposed to happen. See, botch or not, I think it was a botch. If it happened on live TV, it was supposed to happen. But then I go back into Mrs. Career. So now he's getting in. His whole career has been a botch. So in my thing, so he got in air quotes, got a continuance of life for a title shot for this thing. So now they have to make it a push or do they have to make it a push? Do they do a squash at Survivor Series and 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 end it with one time run with Gunter, or does he continue it farther and get another two or three matches out of Gunter and possibly win the IC back? I don't think he wins the belt. I think that, like he did with Bronson Reed, he's gonna win. So I I don't foresee Miz beating. Gunter, I am sorry. I have to pee real bad. <laughs> well, then that gives me a moment to say, you know, with the Miz and his career, his career, like many others, was not supposed to take off because he was a MTV personality and was on the Real World Road Rules Challenge, a, a uh, re- uh, reality television show that actually my father loved and adored when he was on there because he thought the Miz was funny. And then he ends up having a a career. Now, did it start off the way a career should go? No, of course not. But it does when anybody in their career, it never starts off the way you want it to go. It's about how you continue your life and how you pursue to make things better in your life. So in the long run, Miz has now turned out to be one of the most glorified intercontinental champions of all time in the wrestling industry. Were and just talking about early Miz career, like when he made a complete ass out of himself and they banned him from the locker room. And I, what I, <clears throat> I said was, is that at the beginning of your, in, in any person's career in life, not just in wrestling, but in life, it's up to how you choose the way your path goes and you make decisions and then you have to learn from them good or bad, no matter what I said, his career has been the wildest because he went from a reality superstar to to wrestling and became a reality superstar in wrestling, but then now has become one of the most glorified intercontinental champions of all time in in WWE history. Um, He has probably, and I mean this because we've seen all the talk shows in the world, Miz TV is probably hands down one of the greatest talk shows of all time on WWE television. Now, because when you think of WWE television and talk shows, you know what I think of? I think of Piper's pit. I think of, of of snake pit i think of the snake pit i think of of carlitos little uh cabana yeah i think of um at one point i think of of chris jericho's the cut i uh what was it jericho's oh god um oh my lord what was this what was the name of it it wasn't the cutting edges that was edges what was this think hard it hurts just help me You've got to help me because I know Jericho had one too. 
Because that's how John Cena got introduced on we, Edge, on wanna, Chris Jericho. Do we want to circle back to it? No. Because it might, it'll come to you. No, it won't. I yeah, guarantee it won't. I could see yeah. it, but I know it won't. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we like seeing superstars who know when their time is up and know when it's time to push on to the next talent. And what they've been doing with The Miz has been pushing on to the next talent phase. But we knew he could still wrestle. So why say the question? Is there other wrestlers out there right now that we know it's their time, but they won't give it up? Yeah. Yeah. Can you <clears throat> name them is the real question. Because... I mean, there's a bunch of them in AEW right now. Well, because it's the old WWE retired roster. It's, it's literally the WWE retired roster that Tony signed. Has the name of the show come back to you yet? No. I literally, I could see it. And I could see the, I could see it's the fist. It's the, the spinning. I could see it. I just can't think of the name. Just tell me. It's, it's the highlight reel. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. It was never going to come. I knew it was there. It just wasn't going to come to me. Anyways. Um, yeah. Well, in, w, in WWE right now. I th- and the first thing, first name that comes to mind is Sheamus. Well, it's Miz. Miz and Sheamus. Yeah. I think Sheamus is another one that we know his career is done. His last premium highlight of his career uh, was the uh, Gunter and him and his match. Well, and, and Cena already did it. Yeah. 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 He completely did already. Uh, I mean, I don't. <clears throat> well, I mean. Kofi. Yeah. Yeah, that's another one. We don't see him wrestle much. He still is in a tag team, but he's still kind of being held up by Xavier. But Kofi's been doing it since 06. He's been doing it a minute. Um, let's see. Who else? Well, even in AEW, you can name pretty much half the roster. Sting, Sting's been doing it for years now. Natty? Yeah, but Nat, we've been saying about Natty for a while. It's been her time to go, but she just can't leave. Becky? Ooh. That's controversial. Naya? We knew Naya. Tamina? I haven't seen her in a minute. She's on on SmackDown. Is she really? Yeah. But in that time, though, how do you have that conversation with the talent? Hey, we loved you. Hey, you're getting old. It's time to go. But then you go to AEW. Okay. (laughs) On next week's episode of All Elite Wrestling. (laughs) The Queen, Charlotte Flair. Can you imagine if AEW signed Charlotte Flair? By the way, just speaking of random things with Flair... Did you see Rick? Rick posted something on Instagram about <laughs> he posted about his his son in law, and it was saying about Andrade. I mean, I know he's not of sound mind, but are they are they divorced? I don't. I so the only reason why I bring that up is I read that post. I don't know how many times. And I don't know if it's been taken down since. Oh, yeah, there it is. Happy birthday, Manny Andrade, my incredibly talented son-in-law, 
and love of the queen's life. And that was six days ago. And Andrade quoted back and said, thank you, sir. September 20th, Andrade El Idolo ends breakup rumors with Charlotte Flair in style. So are they divorced? No, they're together. Huh. So then that also begs the question, randomly, would she leave and go to the other brand? To be with her dad and... Uh, her husband? Her Uthman? Maybe. Would she? Probably not. I don't think so. I think he's going to knock her up. <laughs> Third generation superstar. <laughs> Let's go! Oh my god. Um, no, but that's... No, that was just my little talking points for the week. Uh, I think this is going to be one of last... Uh, Miz runs that we will ever see. I also think whenever Seth drops his title, it'll that he's be... gonna go home and take a nap. We've been saying for him to do that for months now. Maybe, yeah, he, maybe he listens. Yeah, he needs to. He needs a lot of surgeries. He needs to go home and take a nap. Just one. Yeah, like a coma. Yeah, like a long coma. Yeah, like medically a... induced. Ooh, can I have one of those? No. Oh. Not allowed. It'd be a really funny podcast if I was just on a medically, medically induced coma the whole time, and it's just a gargle sound every time you I You just hear, beep, <laughs> beep. And then you hear, <sighs> beep. Because it's just I have my one making and the then, spit come out. <laughs> and then I cue the Taz music. <laughs> Speaking of Taz, did you like that John quoted Taz on SmackDown right before the premium live event? To, so, to Solo? Yeah. Also, speaking of Taz, uh, so Sabu was interviewed recently, and he, he put it out there into the ether that there is one current wrestler that he wants to have his retirement match it, match with. Taz? No, 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 Sabu. Oh. Sabu wants to have his last match with a current star. Who? His son? Sabu's son? Taz's son. Hook. He wants to face Hook? So, <clears throat> he kind of laid out the storyline. I don't like it. Well, he was, so he was, actually, he was talking uh, to Rob Van Dam. I don't like it. And so here, here's how it goes, right? The, essentially, the story is RVD challenges Hook to an FTW title match. Okay. Rob wins. Go three, four weeks, whatever. Sabu then challenges RVD for the FTW title. Okay. Takes the belt off of Rob. And then Hook comes back and says listen this is all or nothing i win i get the belt you retire okay. you win you keep the belt and you keep going and he drops the belt and his career to hook okay i, I apropos i can see that okay also just also random speaking of older athletes they should never take selfies in front of a mirror. Because, no. Who? 
Who is it? Jericho looks ripped as shit in that, that picture. To be fair, though. He got a six-pack. Yeah. A jelly rolls. I was going to say, on top of the flaps that are next to it, too. Now, coming from the guy that I have, I don't have a six-pack at all. But why would I want a six-pack when I can have a keg? <laughs> well, to be fair, nothing will ever be his picture that he looked like a soccer mom out and about to go out in the wild for the for that night. With the, what is it, the pink floral shirt yes. and his hair all foofed up and everything yes. like that. But now, give it like two or three weeks and he'll post another picture just like that. And he will be ripped to shreds. Yeah. It just, it's just how his training works. I don't get it. It's weird. It is. It's just like uh, Patty the Fatty. Oh, when he could eat like four or five pizzas, look as fat as anything. But then he goes, oh, I've got a match next week. I guess I'll, I'll lose all the weight. Be fine. Drops, and then he'll go back down to 130. Drop 60 pounds in like two weeks. That's the, one of my favorite things that he's ever said. They go, so what's your, uh, what's your dedication? He goes, I love eating. It's my favorite. I'll go ahead and eat four or five pizzas right after this and be fine. But what about your next fight? I'll lose it all. I'll, I'll weigh it all down. And I'll look exactly like I am now. Yeah. I don't eat nobody's. I eat the way I eat. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, by the way, this is the end of the podcast. We made it! We did it! Woohoo! Uh... We really do love this new format. Uh, it's actually a lot more fun for us and happy about it. So uh, with that being said, uh, if you would like to follow us, uh, we have social media. It is on Instagram. It is GQ, a wrestling podcast, GQ underscore a wrestling podcast on the Instagram. You could also follow us on the X, AKA the Twitter. GQ, a wrestling podcast. That is all one word. Again, that is GQ, a wrestling podcast, all one word. So we love this. Uh, we're getting more and more technically sound with it, and we're going to get some more better mics, getting some camera equipment starting the first of the year. We're really excited. I'm really excited about that. Um, really excited about that and the future of the podcast and how this is all going to work. Uh, hopefully at the end of the month, I'm going to get our GQ wrestling podcast shirts. God, it's about time. Well, you know, money. Um, so, uh, with that being said, uh, people of the, uh, oh wait, sorry. The humanoids, uh, of the universe. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a top 100 podcast for the, uh, wrestling industry. We really appreciate it every single week. It is great to know that you're loving to listen to two idiots talk about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> we just... We simply adore it. Thank you. With that being said, we bid you adieu. Thank you. Good night. And bang.